Merry Christmas, everyone, and Happy Hanukkah. This is LesCast. I am your host, Amanda Costner, and we are recapping the L Word Generation Q Season 3, Episodes 5 and 6. Now, if you don't want to listen to us recap Episode 5, if you want to skip ahead to Episode 6, go ahead and skip to around the 15-minute mark. That's where we begin talking about Episode 6, the big musical episode. The last few weeks have been a little crazy on the home front, so rather than bringing you two recaps that are both delayed, I thought I would recap them together And that way, the episode six recap will be out just in time for the Christmas season. And it's like kind of like a little holiday treat. Anyways, recapping these episodes with me is my amazing wife, Ro. So let's get to the recap of Generation Q season three, episodes five and six. Coming to you from my basement in beautiful snow-covered Chicago, today Ro and I are recapping two, two episodes of the show. Of course, we will spend the majority of our time talking about episode six, the big musical episode, but I do want to discuss the major points from episode five, uh, episode five titled Locked Out. All right, so just to go ahead and jump in and get this started, Um, This episode for me, episode five, was by far the slowest moving episode of the season. Um, To remind you, the gist of the episode is Shane and Tess locked out on Shane's balcony all day, as well as Danny meeting Dre and them making out five seconds after they meet. So uh, what were your overall thoughts on episode five? Yeah, um, I agree. It was like very slow moving. Yep. And, um, I, you know, there were like certain, there were like good moments, but like, it was kind of, yeah, like it was a lot of just stagnation, like, you know, like people being stuck on the balcony or like Alice being just sitting in the, standing in the theater, theater stopping to leave. Yeah. Yeah, Just a lot of like stagnant. And the episode before Alice and Taylor were stuck inside Alice's house. And I remember like I personally had that one's at least like the kind of thematic it was like spooky and halloween yeah but i just remember for me the disappointment is even more because with the stagnation of episode five because and i don't want to be all gloom and doom like look i'm about to say like you know spoiler alert like i'm gonna have some positive things to say about episode six but since we're talking episode five um i personally even the halloween episode i was like oh i wished alice and taylor had gotten out of the house at some point like yeah and like more stagnation and like i think it would have been more interesting if there were think interesting conversations happening or interesting things being said right if you're not moving if there's not a lot of action then you have to have something else to make up for it but like a lot of like the conversation between like tess and um uh shane was just like the same thing yeah same and kind of boring and just like kind of like predictable psych 101 type you know it's like (laughs) like therapy works yeah right right yeah (laughs) just stuff like that and so it wasn't like that exciting the you know the um the script wasn't that exciting and like the conversation the dialogue wasn't that interesting yes speaking of the shane and tess situation a lot of people online were wondering this as well as myself but yeah how is it possible these people don't know how their own like 
balcony works? Are, is right. it like a rich LA people thing? They're yeah. Just, they're not used to opening and closing their own doors or yeah. something? Yeah, I know. And like, who has like an auto lock thing on their balcony? Like that well, seems that's like- thing. On their balcony? Mm-hmm. I Googled it because uh, I was just as skeptical as uh, you. Okay. Well, yeah, that seems that seems weird. It's a rich but, people thing. Yeah, but then also, yeah. And then, like, I was, like, honestly, the whole time I was, like, what about the dog who's inside? Like, who's letting out the dog? <laughs> who's watching the dog? Who's letting out the dog? And then the dog, like, kind of walked away, like, and just didn't care about them. Like, that's not realistic. Like, I don't know. Uh, I, indeed, I was really focused on the dog. Yeah, the whole time we were watching, Ro was like, but what about the dog? I know, yeah, I was like more worried about the dog. Who's going to feed the dog the people, and let yeah. it out? I mean, I imagine there was pee all over that floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, even the best blad- uh, bladder And like, how dog. traumatic for the dog to like, um... <laughs> sorry, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just keeping <laughs> <laughs> keep on going on with, no, but like how hard for the dog to be able to see their owners but not be able to like um you know and probably you know like probably it was the dog was like probably um gesturing that they wanted to go to the bathroom or whatever that they want to be fed but then like not for the owners not to be respond like and dogs don't understand like locks and keys so they're probably you know so the dog was probably like really traumatized by that experience i feel like babe that's why i bring you on to this podcast I mean, yeah. to give the insight like dogs don't understand locks <laughs> like, and really, keys it's really about the dog with this episode and that's like i guarantee you're not speak. the only lesbian who is thinking about the dog yeah. this episode yeah right that tells you how strong the uh the stri- script dialogue was that we're still just I know, right? focused on yeah that. yeah right <laughs> exactly like tell me what's going on with the dog guys like <laughs> Um, so switching gears a little bit uh, to, I feel like the other big slash maybe even bigger than the Shane and testing, like memory wise for me, the other big thing of note is the introduction of Dre. And I am sorry, I'm such an older millennial. Every time I say Dre, I want to, I hear in my head, ding, 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 Oh, yeah. Boom, like. Forgot about Dre. I'm sorry. That's why. And uh, Dr. Dre, a horrible person, listeners. I wish I didn't think that thought. I actually didn't know that. uh, He beat a woman and, like, like, rapped about it. Or no, somebody else rapped about it. Sorry, Sorry, I brought that down. Uh, Back to the good Dre. Yeah. Our Dre, our Gen Q Dre. What are your thoughts on Dre? Um, I really like them. Uh, I think they were, like, really interesting and hot. (laughs) And, um, and... Yeah, like, I actually wish that they were, I don't know if they're going to be part of the show, but, like, I, I wouldn't mind seeing more of Dre. Oh, I think we're going to see more of Dre. Really? Okay, oh, yeah. Because yes. we need something. Like, I feel like there's just, we need to pick things up. We need. Although the writers do disappoint me consistently. So. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. We've had so many beloved characters leave. We need some, like, new, interesting, fresh yeah. blood, I feel like. Um, so, yeah, that would be great. I would love to see more Dre. You know, they're good at bringing fresh blood in. Not great at keeping it. You're right. Right. That's, Yeah. I have a lot of attrition. Yeah. <laughs> I know what attrition means. Can you, can you, can you tell me what it... <laughs> For the listeners, um, attrition is... For the listeners' benefit. <laughs> uh, what is attrition? Oh, um, it's like, you know, when um, people leave or think... Oh, like, yeah, like... That's how they say, like, war of attrition. Kind of, yeah. Let me, let's just double check that. I just you don't sure even know? You, well, that, wow. Like, all this is going to be wow. cut, by the way. No, I'm not cutting any of this. I'm leaving all every this second out. of this yeah, yeah, yeah. The process of gradually reducing strength and or effectiveness for of something. 
Um, okay, one question I have that I still had throughout episode six is Sophie still into Dre? Because Sophie flashes back to hooking up with Dre yeah. while hooking up with Finley. That was really interesting. Um, that was weird, yeah. I, I wasn't sure what to make of that. I like on one hand, I thought it was like kind of a funny scenario. And wait, like, you thought the flashing back while no, oh, no, that was like messed up. But like, no, I just thought that like the whole scenario were like, you know, Danny made out with yeah Dre, and then it turns out they're all they, they live all in the smallest up. podunk world in yeah. L- within LA. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I did think that was kind of funny, and like maybe even like realistic, just because the lesbian community is sometimes a small world. But I, mean, I don't know, maybe not realistic. It's pretty but, small like, world. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah, but then on the other hand, like, I felt like almost like that was like, oh, I hope they don't use that as like a reason to get rid of Dre and like, as an excuse to like, not have them part of the... Right, we hope Dre gets with somebody. Yeah, right, right, right. At this yeah. point, it could be anybody. Could be yeah. Finn, could be Tess. These writers will put anybody with anyone. I know, yeah. And like, I feel like I kind of feel bad for Danny too. Like, I feel like she's been like struggling... <laughs> You know, Danny cannot get anything going. Yeah, because like there was, you know, like her friend. You know, she tried to hook up with a friend, Roxy, and then she was, uh, yeah. you know, like kind of over that things, work and out. then she finally found someone that she's interested in, and, and now, now it's... yeah, so it's like, you know, like she can't catch a break. Okay, but since you brought it up, how does it make sense that Danny is so forgiving? She's she's no longer bothered by Sophie and Finley. Yeah, having an affair behind her back, finding out yeah. on her wedding day, trauma. To the nines. Yeah. She's not bothered by that. She she cannot, though, conceive of being with Dre after Dre has hooked up with someone. Right. That is kind of like... Silly. How does the same person who stays unbothered about their ex's affair finding out on the wedding day, how does that same person go, nope, I can't, nope, yeah. nobody I date can date any of my exes? Well, I mean, I, I do kind of get it, though. Like, she doesn't want... It's, like, still kind of, like, weird, yeah. And it's, like, it, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I get it. But I... I, get, I totally get not wanting to it makes no sense. date somebody. She got with Gigi. Gigi was with one of her ex-friends, Bet, or one of her current friends, Bet and her, or maybe they're not like besties, but. But they never hooked up. Who, like, Bet not... and Gigi or Danny and Gigi? Like, she, she. I'm pretty sure Danny and Gigi hooked up. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about like, um, she never, uh, I guess I'm saying it like, it's not just her friend's ex, it's her ex's ex. Because that's different. Got Sophie it. is not just her friend. Sophie is also her ex. So like, right. it's oh, weird to date okay. your ex's ex, right? Your ex. It's weird to date your ex's ex. You're right. Okay. I get yeah, it that's yeah. why it's weird. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe they'll like. I would date your ex. Listeners, you should see the look on Rose's face right now. <laughs> I just said that to get a rise out of her too. Um, I would never date your ex unless I was trying to make you angry or jealous. So I feel like you would then. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right, next. <laughs> uh, Finley pulls the fire alarm when Sophie lets Finley know that Dre is at Dana's. I found that kind of relatable, to be honest. Like, I'm a bailer. I bail on situations when they get tough. Yeah, I could see you doing that, actually. <laughs> Slash, like, I'm surprised that you haven't, like, pulled the fire alarm while we're, like, Excuse me, I would having never a stressful fight. Waste taxpayer dollars, okay? They get some of their funding. Even if you have to pay, which, uh, is that, like, an L.A. thing, or does everybody have to pay? I don't know. Like, if we have a fire, are we, like, if you're, str- like, struggling and you have a fire, 
are you still like no matter what getting a bill that's, no. that's got to be an LA thing. I, I listeners, we have been blessed. <laughs> Never have we had to deal with fires. Yeah. Anything to say about the Taylor and Alice plotline? I kind of discussed my thoughts with you on that. I, I yeah. Yeah, like kind of Halloweeny. Yeah, it was just it was fine. It was, the movie. It was no, not the, not the Halloween thing. Their plotline for episode five was the oh. movies. I thought they, that. Oh right, right, right. Alice yeah. and Taylor just fizzled out. Oh totally, yeah. I well, almost like, like don't care about them at all. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think, like, it seems like uh, Taylor is a little more fucked than Alice. <laughs> right? Like, because she's, like, dating other people. That's and, what Alice thinks. We, yeah. We learn in episode And it six. seemed like they were, like, hanging out a lot. And, like, she had, like, spent, like, multiple days in a row at her place. Like, so, so much so that she, like, you know, the contacts were, like, stuck to her eyes. Or there was that whole, like, gross <laughs> contact thing. So then it doesn't, to me, like, it's kind of weird if you're, I don't know. I feel it would be weird if I was, like really going hard with somebody and then like just like was casually eating popcorn and on a date with somebody else i don't know it, but, i'm I actually mean, I on taylor's date, side yeah. with this i'm, I'm okay. actually with taylor like okay. if you're dating now i disagree with her lying to alice i yeah, think too, the yeah. only thing that i was like wait that doesn't make sense if you are so open about like hey we're just dating yeah I, i'm gonna go out with you on tuesday somebody else on wednesday and then i'm gonna bang a third person on friday <laughs> yeah. like well, if that's when you I'm say it like that, that sounds like super douchey. But <laughs> okay, you don't have to do it that douchely. Um, if that's my thing, though, I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. When I see you out and about, oh yeah, I actually have another date tonight. If that that's the only part I disagreed with on Taylor. Otherwise, that is what dating's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But you're right. They did go hard. Yeah. <laughs> Any other thoughts on episode five before we jump into the big musical episode? Um. Yeah. The only last thing I had to say was like. It's kind of funny how they were like really into like the wedding planner and like quoting the wedding planner a lot and stuff. Like, I, y'all, listeners, can I just say <laughs> after this episode ended, I was just like, oh God, can we please with the wedding planner references? <laughs> that was my point of view. Ro- Rose's point of view was, um, maybe we should watch the wedding well, planner. It's been a little... minute since we seen. I know. Well, it was, I was partially because I was like curious because I kind of I I'm sure I watched the wedding planner at some point, but I like don't remember anything about it. And so the yeah, fact that's that, not that memorable, right? Yeah, it's like it's like kind of unmemorable. So then I was like, "What is there? Some, did I miss something?" No. I kind of was like more out of curiosity. I wanted to like watch no. it, and also I, like J Lo movies from like okay, the nineties yeah. or, or early two thousand. The only reason I will give this show the benefit of like referencing this movie the way two lesbians, I think they're both are Danny and Sophie's for sure lesbian. Yeah, the way two extremely <laughs> lesbian seeming characters. Reference it. The only way I will allow this is because of J-Lo. Otherwise, yeah, I would be like, yeah. this is the straightest shit ever, Matthew yeah. McConaughey. That's like, this This is like a movie my sister is like nostalgic for. Right, yeah. The, one of the straightest people I have ever shared a mother with. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, but anyways. Yeah. I, let's. We should watch The Wedding Planner, though. I would watch it for, for J-Lo. just J-Lo and then just to like see if there's anything good about it. <laughs> but Do it for J-Lo. Yeah, mostly for J-Lo, yeah. Um, okay, well, let's go ahead and get to episode six, the big musical yeah. episode. Audience, I gotta, I gotta let you know, or listeners, I gotta get you in on this. My wife is quite a fan of it. when Hamilton came out. Uh, there was not a moment in this house that the Hamilton soundtrack was not playing. <laughs> Similar yeah. to um, 
what was the big uh, six we watched six recently? yeah that was the one yeah. you played a lot least. and then before that what was the cartoon you played a lot um that a lot of our listeners i think would recognize because there's like a lesbian seeming character in it um it's like it's like a lesbian lesbian character like sings a, a song about like being strong it's like oh um something with an r Encanto. Encanto. Yeah, yeah. Close. Yeah. Something that had an R in it. Nope, Encanto does not have an R. Okay, I yeah. was very far off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah. My wife is very into musicals. Yeah. The title of this episode is Questions for the Universe. Let's get in. We are really evoking OG L word with this opening sex scene yeah. and Shane acting like an orgy playboy. You know what Shane reminded me of in this um, opening scene in the episode? Now, honey, you know, the listeners don't know, but you know one of my favorite, dare I say, one of the greatest movies of all time, mm-hmm. Selena. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Another excellent J Lo movie. Exact. I mean, we're listeners. If you couldn't tell, we're down with J Lo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Selena has a scene where her soon-to-be husband Chris feels kind of sorry for himself. Starts to buy into the hype that maybe he's not good enough to be with Selena Quintanilla, and he trashes the hotel room um, with his rock band buddies. And then Jennifer Lopez comes down to him while he's just chilling on some scaffolding in an alley, and she lets him have it. Shane needs a J-Lo moment. She needs someone to slap her in the face and tell her this isn't her. Yeah. I mean, isn't it her, though? (laughs) Like, wow. Shane's like a player and like just I don't know. She's on like kind of like rebounding. You something. watched this whole episode and walked away still thinking <laughs> Shane in the opening scene. That's the real Shane. I don't know. Like no, I don't know if that's a real Shane, but that's part of Shane. And like I know, I know. Like okay, yeah, like whatever. She has this um, psychedelic moment and realizes what she wants and so on and so forth. But like I feel like Shane's still player she's always so a good you player. didn't buy her storyline in this episode like at all i don't know i just I don't like know. it was like sort of almost like she was acknowledging it and she was like releasing it like uh, blowing the ashes into the sea of her cheating i don't know about that metaphor but okay. like um, <laughs> but yeah i just like we've like it's just shane we have i just we have history on our side you know shane has always been a player so yeah i guess i just don't buy that she's just turn a new leaf but i don't know maybe well i can't blame you yeah uh 10 years and a reboot later and uh we still got the shivy uh affair so yeah uh, you you have some points <laughs> can we talk about uh alice's pink adidas jumpsuit oh. like that was the real eye-opener of the beginning that of this episode. was amazing yeah yeah and I, I love how like she asked she was like how many jumpsuits can i bring to or like how many, how many hawaiian onesies or whatever or that's, yeah. what, that's what it was yeah it was like something like that it was funny and then sophie just went mm, no <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah. so uh shane has a sex party is that what we're calling this uh this thing that happened at Al- yeah i think Alice's sex party place. is good is that normal to do that at your friend's place yeah that's pretty gross <laughs> like that was like Honor pretty funny how when alice was like deep, like yeah she was and then she was like um, de- detoxing everything and you know like or decontaminating rather uh, yeah yeah that was h- pretty hilarious wearing rubber gloves and stuff like very 
Yeah, like, yeah, don't blame her. It seemed like there would have been a lot of fluids yeah. going on. Yeah, it was kind of nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Orgies are nasty, folks. Yeah. Um, yeah, nasty. It's a lot of cleanup. That's what they're known for. <laughs> this opening scene with Finley and Sophie, um, I kind of was originally confused that, like, oh, so Finley is upset that Sophie wouldn't miss going to her work retreat to stay and help her by a car? Right. I was confused by that, too. I don't know. Like, their whole storyline has just been, like, a little bit, like, like, scratching your head, you know? Um, Yeah. It was kind of weird. I mean, even for somebody who's, like, recently sober and maybe Finley's can be her, like, just her, sometimes the way they present her is, like, oh, Finley, I don't know anything. Is this burnt food? I who knows. I'm just gonna yeah, eat it. It's a little goofy. Even for that version of her, like this is crazy. Yeah, like you're going on a work retreat. Even at me at my neediest, I'm like, oh yeah, you told me about the work retreat. Yeah, go. Right, right. Like I wouldn't expect you to like run errands with me or <laughs> stuff if you're yeah if you're like doing something for work and the yeah exactly. It's kind of weird. Well, the big heartbreak for me this episode was that Ivy has moved to New York, which means oh, yeah. Ivy is permanently done. Yeah. Well, we, we didn't even have to come to an end, so. Yeah, but I was hoping they were lying to us, like how they didn't really announce, uh, spoiler alert, the big data we're about to see and talk about and get really excited. Like, I was thinking, like, that oh, they cool, didn't yeah. really, like, tease us with that. Yeah. Maybe we will see Ivy again, but no, you're definitely right. Yeah. I won't recover. Sefi Damwafi and then this, Kelani, <laughs> and all of this after she unfollowed me on Instagram. You know what, though? I'm, I will recover. Yeah, that's a bummer. Ro did not think it was a bummer <laughs> and had some things to say when she found out that Kaylani was once upon a time following me. Anyways, that's a story for a different podcast. Mm. Turns out the plot line framing this musical episode is that all the employees from Alice's show are going on an ayahuasca taking retreat in the desert. Yeah. Now, for those of you who I'm kind of guessing, like my wife, maybe, uh, uh, do you know what ayahuasca is? I don't know much about it, yeah. Okay, yeah. So for those of you who maybe don't know what ayahuasca is, it's a South American uh, psychoactive brood drink traditionally used as a ceremonial or shamanic uh, spiritual medicine. And it's like a tea that causes altered states of consciousness, includes hallucinations, uh, pretty much everything we see in this episode, except I don't know about everybody coming to at the exact time. That is some crazy uh, reactions. No. Uh, in other words, this is some rich people shit. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. That's probably a good summary. <laughs> <laughs> now, I actually loved this as the back- backdrop to the episode. I had been yeah. reading online that people people like predicted this weeks ago, or oh, whenever right. they saw the trailer, oh, that, oh, I bet they're going to get the mu- musical through some sort of like a drug hallucination okay. or something. Yeah, that's like a good way to do it. It's kind of they get inside the yurt and they're all supposed to write down their intentions. I took note of what all three wrote. Alice wrote, will I ever find the one? Shane, why do I blow shit up? <laughs> Very um, elegant. Uh, written. Yes, yeah. yes. Sophie wrote, is Finley for me? setting up uh, how the episode will conclude for the two of them. 
Um, what did you, okay, as a huge fan of musicals, like I said, listeners, big fan here. Um, what did you think of this opening number? See you on the other side or something like that. Um, that, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Would, I'm trying to remember. That was it was like I, their entry yeah. into the hallucination. They're all in like an empty space. Yeah. I think, I thought it was like pretty good. It was like a good introduction. Um, it was like this. See you on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then they had like some funny lines that were like. Were there? Yeah, there were like funny lines about like doing getting high and stuff. All like I remember that. was for some reason Sophie has like an old Zach Morris from Save the Bell oh, phone yeah. I remember. that, that was she's weird. using. That was really random. That didn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. there was like some. I guess it was like a retro. I don't know. It didn't make sense. So you yeah. liked it? I thought their opening yeah. number was like pretty mid. <laughs> yeah, like I, I agree. I mean, it wasn't like I, I thought it was fine, but I didn't think it was like the best song. Yeah, but it was it was okay. Turns out the musical has transported us back to various time periods, depending on uh, which characters uh, we're with. We start out with Shane and Tess in the 40s, where Shane is dressed like a prisoner from Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> so true. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I thought that this one, I thought this one was like the weakest of all the timelines. Um, and I actually really like the aesthetics, even though like, yeah, yeah, I guess like Shane looked a little silly, but like. I like this time period and I like the aesthetics, yeah. but like, um, I, they weren't singing like Shane and Tess weren't singing. So like, it was just like, as you, I think you had said, like, it sounds just like a whole song. That's just the chorus or something like right. that. And that's how it was just like backup singers or, or like, I don't know. It was just, and it was like a mishmash chorus too. Like yeah. they were almost trying to hide that there was nobody singing lead. Yeah. It was like, Hey, ho, hum, sailor, ho, ho, here we go, bottoms right. up. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, it was, wasn't as engaging. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, it was, I feel like there was more potential there, but like, there just wasn't a lead singer. So, and even if like, even if like somebody's like not a good singer, like they should just sing. Like, it, it's fun. Like, that's, a, that's Isn't the Isn't that point. what, uh, of course, the movie that everybody, the musical everybody loves, who loves musicals is um, Mamma Mia. Don't. Isn't that kind of what they did, like, with the some of the actors who were just, like, weren't great singers? They were, yeah. like, they just had them sing anyways. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I feel like you should just do that in, in, like, a musical episode. It's not meant to be, like, on Broadway. Right. It's just meant to be fun and, like, you know, like a, um, a nice little present for your audience, you know? So just, yeah, like... Yeah, were they... Yeah. What if, um... What if, like, uh... Kate Minig... And Jamie Clayton are just terrible singers. I mean, unless you're like totally tone deaf, but like I feel like everybody can do some singing, you know, like and just just make it work. Just work with whatever they have. And but we it. all know people who think they can do some singing, and like they can't, they can't do any. Are you referring to me? No, I was actually thinking of uh, my sister. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, honey, you are a. You should be. I like you. Okay, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to like over. <laughs> You were an amazing singer. <clears throat> okay, anyways, Let's just move on. I agree with you. I thought Tess looked really good in her dress. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought she looked beautiful. Like, they, they they looked cool, and like it was a cool time period. Yeah, it just like wasn't. It was boring because nobody was singing. Yeah, yeah. Um, one note it, while we're talking about them not having any lead singers in this number is that a lot of fans were disappointed the musical episode came after Sepida Mwafi left the show. Because if yes. you have never heard her, Sepida Mwafi is like a professionally trained opera singer. She is amazing. That's like yeah. such a missed opportunity. I would have loved 
listen to her sing. <laughs> I I mean honestly, I, mean, I yeah. from what I understand, the rumors are that like not everybody was getting along. They could have just had her film a quick number before right. she left. Yeah, yeah. Her and Danny. Could we not? I mean, I don't want to be too picky because, like, I got my Dana number and, like, that's all I really needed. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, disappointment for a lot of fans, including me. Yeah. I got excited when we cut back to Sophie because I knew from the previews we are actually now going to get a lead singer singing. And I knew from the previews Rosani Zayas can, like, pardon my language, she, fucking sing. Yeah, she is. She's got... She has She's some got chops. It. She got the chops. She got the chops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, <laughs> interesting choice to have this plot line where Sophie has like no voice and the show is, yeah. is named. The name of the show that they're on is All About Finley, in quotes. Right. Um, it's kind of like a Roseanne type vibe. That's the vibe you got? <laughs> I was thinking yeah. more like I Love Lucy. Like or Maybe I Love. Ro- Ro- oh, sorry. Not, that's what I meant. I Love Lucy. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. You got Roseanne. Yeah. I like miss the 90s I know. trailer park. I just like miss. <laughs> but wait, now that you said that, they should have done a Roseanne one. Oh, that would have been dope. Yeah. <laughs> that should have been Gigi's. Wait, no. That would have been terrible. No. Yeah. They could have put Nat in a Roseanne. Oh, man. I'm really bashing Nat now. I love Nat. Um, I love the actor who plays Nat. Stephanie, um, um, anyways, t- very talented actor. Um, they just, they kind of me- messed Nat's character around. Uh, but anyways, a lot of the fans were talking about this plot line because this is yeah. what the preview that they had showed us beforehand was Sophie talking about, like, not having a voice. Yeah. And they were saying, like, is that true? Has has Finley's yeah. plot, has that their plot line been like, oh, Sophie now has no voice because of Finley. I know. I thought that didn't make a lot of sense. I agree. I The only thing that's like kind of like an adjacent idea that I was thinking about with Sophie is like that she's maybe like like a serial dater. You know, she's always with somebody. She's always dating somebody. And like, you know, she was like with Danny and then Finn. And then even when Finn was gone for like two seconds, she was like dating other people or going, you know, like, so she like really always is like with somebody always had, it seems to be like to have serially with some with people, and so like maybe not so much focus on herself. But but I don't think it's because Finley is like overpowering her or anything like that. And like so that part didn't make any sense. But like mm-hmm. you know, Finley was like the Finley character in this dreamscape was like you know telling her not to speak and stuff. Right. I thought that was didn't make much sense. Or that was like an exaggeration. Yeah, and I mean, it's the musical episode. They're going to need to exaggerate. But yeah, yeah, that was, it was really... A little far-fetched. Like you said, yeah, it, yeah, a little far-fetched with yeah. the, like, like, the. I was like, what point are they making? Like, this is, are, are they saying that Sophie, or Finley's sort of selfishness, and she does show selfishness at the beginning of this episode, yeah, but sure. are they saying that's, like, the same as, or, or similar to these, like, you know, get make my dinner and keep your trap shut you know they're, yeah they're literally like piling up but i think it's more a comment of the, those old sitcoms and how yeah. those old sitcoms acted and maybe like like one another way to think about it is like like finley becoming sober like you know when you're like getting sober you're doing a lot of work on yourself and it is like a you have to be kind of selfish yeah that's why they generally don't want you to be in a super crazy relationship or really any serious <laughs> relationship if right. you're trying to get sober right exactly and so like um so, like, in that sense, like, maybe Finley is, like, focused on herself and trying to better herself. Right. And Sophie is just, like, there to support her. But what is she, her, what yeah. is she doing for herself? So maybe that's 
Yeah, I think that's a, the point they're trying to make. Yeah, when they're calling it the the Finley Show and stuff right. like that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and of course, Danny is their boss in this number. Cause oh yeah, that's so weird. What yeah. the hell else were they gonna do with Danny? <laughs> like this, Danny is just always lost in the sauce. Danny on the is award. just getting just cannot catch a break. Yeah, yeah, she's just <laughs> and like yeah. So it was kind of like funny how they made that weird like where. Kiss Danny and stuff. I mean, like, so got we, the fans are talking. Yeah, yeah. It was like, some people are saying they look kind of hot together. Oh god, no. <laughs> what no. if they put Danny That's and too much. Finley? No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. That's not jumping it's the shark. Like, That's yeah. like uh, pulling the shark out of the water, putting it on display, blowing it up into the outer space, and then driving a spaceship over the top of the outer space shark. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Danny and Finley. Oh uh, my god. Denley. Uh, 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 Hashtag Denley, anyone? Okay, that's good. Alice, unlike the rest of the cast, has been transported to the 80s, which I loved that choice for oh, her character. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. What did you think of this um, sequence for her in the musical, being on a dating show and, and or something similar to that, and finding the flaw of everyone she's dated? Yeah, I thought that was like kind of interesting. I thought this was like the best one Um and like it does make it does make sense it does it kind of makes sense for her it makes the most sense in addition to being a fun sequence um and then it kind of like echoed when she was on the dating show previously so it's like kind of yes um sort of linked to that um and she has her own show yeah it's yeah it's literally echoing when she did it and yeah you're right this it makes a lot of sense yeah yeah, it was easy to watch these not just because da- we get to see Dana, but just because this made sense with her season long plotline. Yeah, with her really her re- whole reboot plotline and like kind of her old school plotline too, which was like, oh, she's dating everyone and she can't find the right one. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. It's like really consistent with her character. Yeah, um, and then yeah, like and then hers like seemed like the most realistic revelation too to me. Like, you know, like the problem is me or whatever you know like or whatever the flaw what's the flaw in me that you know whatever i don't even remember what the flaw was but um i think at the end they say the flaw is that she always finds another she always finds something wrong always finds them. flaws or something yeah, yeah. She, is that yeah. she always finds flaws so like actually we might be getting that wrong i know yeah i don't remember exactly but like it's it seemed like the mo- the easiest to swallow even though i forgot it <laughs> <laughs> when the drag lady host says the answer is always Gigi, um, oh, that was hilarious! Why did, uh, yeah, I was like, it was like a little nod. Yeah, I think the show. I think the writers are aware of how big of an impact Seppi, yeah. Seppi leaving the show is going to be, and I think they're like, I think they're very aware. Yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of fun. Um, I almost kind of feel bad for how much a hard time I've given them because it is tough to have one of your most popular characters leave your show. Yeah. It is so hard to write around that. Yeah. Although they didn't do a very good job. (laughs) Okay, now I'm back to bashing them. I was trying to say something nice. All right. Uh, Moving on. What do you think about the show? Uh, Okay, here's her biggest flaw. I knew it was going to be in my notes. I think they said her biggest flaw is that she pushes people away. Oh, right. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like in some ways, a lot of the love interests she's pushed away, like, should have been pushed away. Yeah. Like the Gen Z person. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was going to be Dana as soon as they played those like cascading bells with the white oh light. My God, and that Alice, was amazing. they show Alice going, Is it really you? I, I know, knew, I knew. That was great. Yeah, yeah. and Ro, we were watching together, and Ro was like, No, could it? Yeah. Could it? I was like, Oh my God. I know. It's 
it was like a really cool surprise. I loved that. Yeah. Um, to me, this whole episode, and I have been one of these people who has been like, unlike my wife, listeners, who has been stoked on this upcoming episode. I was like, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? A music? They think a musical is what we need right now. This whole episode was worth it for these scenes with Alice and Dana alone. Yeah. I mean, they were cheesy, but like. I was so happy watching I their scenes. I loved it. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. So satisfying. Yeah. Very much. What, I, I kind of want like want to rewatch it actually. It was like the old OG. Like yeah, it was it, it was, was like Dana yeah. again. Like Erin like Daniels, energy. she stepped right back into that role. Yeah, yeah. And she looks good. She, I liked I like I like that she looks her age and like she's yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, she looks like like they you know, looked great together. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Beals and Laurel Holloman, they look great, as do Leisha Haley and Kate Minnig. But they are, I'm not saying that, that Aaron Daniels isn't doing this, but, you know, you're, I know what you're saying. Like, Aaron Daniels looks like she has aged however much long it's been since she was on the show. Mm-hmm. And she looks great. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Love and it. they look great together. Yeah, it was really cute. I did really, really enjoy it. <sighs> she nailed that. I really um, loved it when she was like, uh, when Alice was like, do we have kids? And she's like, no, we have cats, but also cat sitters because we travel all the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. Funny. That was awesome. There's like a lot of cute moments. <sighs> they, they, for as little time as we got them together, yeah. I will say, I will commend the writers and of course the actors, but I will commend the writers on squeezing as much out of these scenes as possible. Yeah. I feel like they should just turn this whole show into a musical <laughs> show. and just Because <laughs> no. I feel like this was like the most exciting episode. They were able to get so much like, even if it was, like, even though it was, like, cheesy songs, there was so much more, like, emotion and, like, it was so much more engaging, you know, than the usual Gen Z. Uh, or, could uh, not disagree more. Oh, okay, right. uh, no, I do not need any more music. Maybe, okay, I would do, okay, here's what I'll say. If by some miracle they could get Kit back, if they can get Pam Greer to come back for a fourth season and screw them for deciding to kill Kit off because like we shouldn't even have to do this. But I would take I would take an all musicals season to see Kit again. <laughs> the way we got Dana. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> they can just like make Kit like um uh like a fairy godmother to um <laughs> to Angie. To Angie, yeah. <laughs> and like that can be like oh, oh shit. Sorry. That can okay. be uh that can be like part of the reboot (laughs) um yeah yeah so uh but love loving dana and and can't say enough about how much i love these dana and alice scenes yeah the the dynamics between i love lucy sophie and finn are not fun to watch uh but as i said we get to listen to rosani zayas sing yeah Um, it was it was like hard to watch but also kind of interesting but yeah, but I think it was the, what made it hard to watch was that it didn't just it like didn't make a lot of sense as you yeah. said like it was too. Extreme. And my other c- critique of like their part in the musical episode was, so look, Sophie's the best singer, and we were yeah. really lacking in the like singing department for right. a musical episode. You know, her song "It's All About Me" could have been twice as long. Yeah, and she could have like 
sang in the opening number. And, you know, like in the. Yeah, make her the star of this episode. Just sing all the songs. Yeah. 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 Like, acknowledge, okay, we've got two professional singers. Leisha Haley also sang, you know, famously for Uh Her, her band in the mid 2000s. Um, and she does a good job in her voice, her numbers, yeah. but really like give a lot to them, but really make this Sophie's yeah. whole episode. Yeah. Um. I I like I just don't know why. Maybe they it was they, they were could, having. You're right. They should have just like centered the episode around Sophie actually, and then made her sing a yeah. lot more. Yeah. I'm wondering if they also though, because like some of the dance numbers again, I loved this episode, and like going into this. I did not think I was going to love it. Yeah. So that being said, some of the dance numbers were not like that um, difficult choreography wise. I'm wondering how much time they had oh, to yeah. rehearse everything, sure. to record. Like, you know, they got to go into a separate studio and they uh, all have to record their yeah. vocals. That's a good point. I'm wondering yeah. if that impacted us not getting more, you know, leads singing or even more singing, period. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't know. Yeah. You're, it's a good point. It's like a lot of different things are involved with but still i would have done it i would have been like let's make let's make rosani's eyes <laughs> this is her star. episode yeah they did, they're doing it with ben tina you know the episodes where we have ben tina um they're making them the stars of the episode as they should um anyways that would have been my choice did you notice at the end of her number everything went to color as it had been black and white before right yeah very like, pleasantville yeah with oh, yeah. Uh, toby mcguire reese yeah. witherspoon that's an old oh, that's movie. a good movie yeah. yeah we should watch that one again. i know yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. Minor bone to pick. Does Nat remind you of Dana, like, in any way, shape, or form? I don't think so. Because the show, like, has a little line about them being similar. And I felt no. like, um, I mean, they're both white oh. ladies, but. Yeah, I don't think so all at all. I got all. connecting them. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think they're similar at all. I, I didn't, I didn't, didn't I catch missed it. that, yeah. I think it's a line Alice says. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, super weird. Yeah. I had to call that out. Uh, let's see. When when Le- when Alice is hugging Dana from behind the stairs, um, I just felt that <laughs> I just need the yeah. these Alice and Dana scenes. They were really good. When Alice is like, "No, I want to stay with you," my heart broke. Yeah, yeah, that was really sweet, touching, very touching. I will say the way that the reboot has handled Dana has been great. There's oh, yeah. a lot of complaints that they never mentioned Jenny, and that's like this weird Marjorie Lewis Ryan thing where she like hates Jenny. But um, oh, yeah, but yeah they never mentioned Jenny. Um, but I, I do think the show has handled Dana, Dana because we got last season uh, Alice dedicating that passage in her book, and she gives that speech. I thought that was really oh, well yeah, done. That's cool. And then here again, bringing Aaron Daniels back. But, I mean, the show has brought so many people back now. They should be good at bringing in guest stars from the past. Yeah, that's true. Um, did you think they were winding down the musical numbers, like, sort of just as things were, like, getting going energy-wise? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, mean, I couldn't it, believe they were doing the we made it to the other side number, and there was, like, yeah. still ten minutes left in the episode. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I feel like, why not just end the whole episode with a musical number rather than ending the musical with, you know, still nine minutes to go to wrap everything up? Right. What were the last nine minutes? What happened? Exactly. Yeah. I don't even remember. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could have, I agree. They could have just jumped right into the musical in the beginning 
and then just had it. Well, I actually liked the beginning because we got that like nod to the OG sex scenes, and we got that like hilarious interaction with Alice and Shane. And we got sort of an ex. I was fine with them setting it up. I just didn't think we needed this extra ten minutes that you don't even remember at the end of the episode. Again, now that I talk this out loud, I'm guessing they didn't have time to actually make it a real full musical. Um, It's probably like more expensive to have right dancers and Mm -hmm. you know choreograph songs or you know write songs and choreograph them and stuff. Um, to answer your earlier question of what happens in the last 10 minutes, um, we do get the big almost kiss from Alice and Shane. And I have to say, listeners, oh, yeah. as so Ro and I were watching, <laughs> Ro, you were like gagging. Honey. I know. You were I like, like, don't do no. it. <laughs> no. Like, you thought the show might do it. Like, I know. you thought the show yeah. was going to have was like, Alice's ugh, true. Yeah one person be shade. It was like, no. (laughs) That's how, like, crazy these writers are. I know. But yeah, I'm glad it was just, like, her being high or whatever. Yeah. I would be like, um, what's it called when, like, family members? That's what it would feel like. Incest. Incest. It would be incest. Not doing so good with words today. Um, we also, in our extra 10 minutes, we get kind of a sad moment of Alice looking at a box of Dana's old things, including that horribly depressing flower from the day Dana died Um, and a modernized version of you are my sunshine playing in the background. Yeah. Which listeners, if you don't remember when, when Dana dies, it's like. You are my sunshine. Like ruined that song for me. Oh yeah, I think I blocked that. <laughs> yeah, or I think about it just like I was like really sad, so I think I might have just like sex related to it or something, you know, because I didn't want to. Yeah, but okay. I kind of knew halfway through the episode it would be Tom. The show was implying uh, is the one for Alice. What do you think of the show implying Tom and Alice are in game? So was that was that what happened? I mean, that's my take on it. You didn't have that take. Did they show her calling Tom? No. What they did or was how did they indicate so that? they Dana basically was like, there is one person yeah. that you skipped over that you shouldn't, and then right. and then Alice is like, do they know you? And Dana's like, in a way, and I think they mean she meant in a way through the book because oh, Tom was Tom the it yeah or the. And then they had a whole episode where, like, that was, you know, they were discussing Dana. Um, yeah, I don't know. I never, I just, like, always feel like whatever about her and Tom. So, like, I like <laughs> not Tom. The only I, one. I like that actor, and I like, you know, I'm just, like, I don't know. I'm more excited about, like, Alice and um, Tasha. Tasha, mm-hmm. or, like, yeah, exactly. So, like. I, I actually thought about Tasha. When, yeah, but then, like, I was going to ask you There was no you references think... to Tasha in the... Yeah, no, I, they, so I, they haven't seen... Even though random. Rose Rollins has said she would be interested in coming back, the really? show has not yeah. shown any interest in Rose Rollins. A little concerning the way the show treats a lot of the black characters. But, you know, um, yeah, I, I guess they the, to them, you know... Anyways, that's a whole thing. Um, do I was going to ask you, do you think that um, I'm biased against them because I'm a lesbian? And then I was like, oh, wait, you're a lesbian too, and you're oh. not that into them either. I mean, yeah, and I... I think that's for sure part of it. Like we have to acknowledge that. Yeah. Like um implicit but, bias. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think you know, it's whatever. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm biased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> um, I do feel for like 
fans of the show who are bi and they probably wouldn't mind seeing a, yeah. you know, a famous bi character true. end up with a man. That is like good representation. And but like, all the lesbians are like, oh, if I want to see this, you know, I'll just go to any other show, any any mainstream show yeah. where the bi character always ends up with a man. Right. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I I guess I would be curious to see, like, to hear, like, what um, the bi, you know, bi folks think about it. Because, like, is this a good, is this good representation or not? Because it's not just enough to have representation. It's like, is it good? good? See, now yeah. that's why I was going to ask you, because I feel like I put my bias aside. I've asked myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I've put it aside and I don't think like I like them together I'm like you like I'm like oh they're cute yeah no, I don't know that they have like a crap ton of chemistry that's the thing like I agree yeah I don't I don't I just don't really see it but like it's it's fine I guess it's I don't know okay it's whatever <laughs> Sophie comes back uh, home and tells Finley I love you but I'm not my full self when I'm with you right and it takes Finn like a minute to understand. <laughs> Sophie has to be like, that spell was, it out. That was rough. It's yeah. over, Finley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty rough. Okay. Yeah, that was kind of. There. Do you think they're gonna get them back together, or is this it for Finley? I don't know. I feel like the. It seemed like the direction this episode was going is that like Sophie's like just gonna be like an independent woman and like <laughs> oh, be on her own. Independent. Yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah, I don't, but yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> I think they're done for good, which is crazy because I know not everybody feels this way, but this season, the first couple episodes, I was just now getting to a place where I was like, oh, they are healthy. Wait, I just thought of something. Do you think that they're going to put Sophie and Danny back together? Because <laughs> they've been like hanging out and if like they bonding. Put so- and- if they put Sophie and Danny back together, I so many fans will be so done with this show. Like, so like I have had people personally tell me, like, really? I am done. I'm literally unsubscribing from Showtime if they put Sophie back with Danny. <laughs> well, that's like a little Because extreme, they were but... so bad, even when they were originally together. Yeah. And they just threw that whole friendship group. And some people think, oh, it was not a good f- friendship group to begin with. Well, I'm the idiot who bought their what they were selling to me in season one. I bought that they were all friends with each other. Yeah. And they put the whole friendship through the grinder. Now they yeah. put it, they reversed it, shoved all the processed friends meat back into the grinder. <laughs> and they're like, hey, guys, we taped it back up. They're all friends again. <laughs> Daddy doesn't even care. Daddy doesn't give a shit that they had an affair. Blah, blah, blah. You know, they put them all back. And uh. now they're going to just grind them all again they're gonna yeah. put sophie back with danny that was like a really vivid <laughs> metaphor that you gave but um i think it was also yeah like i i agree like it's it's just uh, yeah just, just crazy hands in the air if they do that yeah meanwhile over at shane's place shane barges oh, so in yeah. declares her love for tess baby you're so funny yeah. oh so sad uh, she says i've been hanging on to this part of me for a long time and i'm scared to let it go and then shane says uh kind of with the same tone that i would ask for more ketchup at burger king she says i'd like another chance please yeah right yeah <laughs> that's so funny actually i'll have a whopper <laughs> and some forgiveness <laughs> That is kind of fun, true, actually. Those and like not really reading 
Tess's expression know, or like right? letting I'm Tess like, oh, get a word. Tess is you know. clearly upset. Yeah, like there's something else. Like, has Shane grown? Maybe you're right, honey. Maybe Shane hasn't grown if she I doesn't read what's going on. I on mean, t- I guess they're trying to like make it that way, but like, yeah. Oh, so uh, I just never buy, as we're buy alluding it. to, we learn Tess's mom has suddenly died. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, they really threw the Tessa's mom character out the window on the way, on the highway, didn't I even know. stop for the garbage. Yeah. Um, she yeah. ju- moves out of the house off screen. She dies off screen. Yeah. Um, why have Tessa's mom die here? Just some extra drama on top of the shame oh, of declaring yeah, love for you Tessa. you have to. You gotta... Did we need it in the musical episode? Yeah. I mean, you know, gotta spice it up after all that other stuff. I don't know. <laughs> gotta spice it up some more. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, what are your overall thoughts on this big, giant musical episode? Yeah, like, overall, I thought it was pretty fun, and, and you know, it was different, and of course I love musicals, and, like, <laughs> and I did think, like, you know, I I, I loved, so you know, Sophie's solo yeah. ball, like ballad, it was really, you know, badass, and then, um, and I, you know, I also loved, like, the, of course, like, the Alice and Dana scene, that was so, like, nostalgic and sweet, and... <sighs> fun um yeah some those people were, like, were calling uh, this online some people were saying that they thought it was the best episode of the whole reboot um <laughs> honestly yeah i can see that oh really? it was because okay. i thought it was just like fun and different i love i mean I, and I love musicals so like you know okay um and i just like i just thought about i mean in the three seconds of them thinking about it right now like i can't think of any other like memorable episode like maybe like some of the gg ones but even she, the maybe the threesome episode. <laughs> We're we gotta get our heads even like, out of the gutter. Yeah, even like Gigi, like the thing that was sad about Gigi was like there was just they never like she never had a chance to no. like blossom. Like there was so enough of Gigi. I know. Yeah, yeah. So like even those like there weren't any memorable moments or episodes really. You know, so it was just the lost potential of Gigi. So really it's more about the other episodes being not memorable than yeah. the musical being a yeah, ten, like I thought, 10 out of 10. Like, because like other shows have musical episodes, right? And yeah, and they're terrible a lot. Oh, times. really? I, I was going to say like a lot, some of them are really good. Really? And I, or like they're fun, you know, and yeah. I enjoy them a lot. And this one is like, and so like this one is, I don't think it's like better than any, you know, I think it's like in the middle of the pack when I think of like musical episodes that I've yeah it wasn't terrible i thought it was a great episode yeah. as i said worth it just for dana and alice yeah, yeah as you mentioned worth it for hearing rosani zayas uh that amazing voice i would not say best episode of the reboot like who knows if there isn't even is a best episode of the reboot. yeah i'm tr- but like what would be the better episode i'm just i'm like not even okay, sure um, what would be better uh, i maybe i just the like the episode the wedding maybe where we find out like that was a great episode Okay. Where we find out about yeah. the affair with Finley and Sophie. I think maybe I just like forgot all of this. I don't know. I just like, I don't know. Just, like, they all kind of melt together. It's not like the OG. There's, if yeah. we were talking about the OG, we would have a lot of, no, a lot that, more to discuss. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, just in general, the reboot is just kind of not as interesting as the, yeah. as the original one. Yeah. Which is inter- which is like funny to me because the way I feel they have written the reboot across all three seasons is anything for the sake of drama. Right. And they haven't really. And there's not gotten... a, there's not a lot of depth. It's all drama. Yeah, and you would think, okay, we would have some like bookmark, you know, scenes. And you know, I think because it's not developed the right way, I don't think you're recalling 
that chasing after Tina the way you would if it had been a slow burn, yeah. you know? Well, I think I think that because it's there's it's all about the drama, right? It's like, you know, in the in the first season it was like Danny's dad is like a whatever, you yeah. know, fraudster. Corporate criminal. And, yeah, corporate criminal and like, you know, um that is running for mayor. There's all this like dramatic things, but then there wasn't any but it's depth like underneath that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't we don't care about Danny's dad. We yeah. just laugh at that dropped plot line. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, um, there wasn't any you're not like yeah, you're not like rooting for anybody, and yeah, you're not like really invested in the characters. There's no couple. We I was texting with my cousin um, and her wife recently, and they were like, one of them was mentioning like, you know, we just want one couple to root for, and yeah. uh, it kind of made me think like, yeah, in almost anything you watch, you want characters to root for, and you want characters to root against. That's why yeah. a lot of stuff has heroes and villains because right. you know the audience needs both and you know i think we're we're not getting that couple wise whereas in the og we had we always were rooting for ben and tina to get back together yeah and for like all the other couples we've mentioned today you know alice and tasha you know alice and dana um you know shane and carmen people to this day there are so many Charmin fans who just cannot get over them deciding not to bring back Carmen. And oh, yeah. we have nothing even remotely close to Shade and Carmen. We did in Danny and Gigi, and they incinerated that. So, but did we didn't, but we, I don't think we even had that with Danny. Yeah, we had it for like we three had episodes. We had the potential. Correct. And then, yeah, it, correct. And then it was never explored, yeah. never allowed to explore. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's kind of just, you know, when they saw how popular Gigi was, I'm sorry, they should have cemented metaphorically cemented that actor in concrete and said thrown everything okay that's my rant i i need to stop talking about that uh well i want to thank all of you for staying patient with me once we get through the holidays i will be back to a more normal recap schedule where i try to get them out as close as possible to the episode release on friday if you are listening make sure you're subscribed if you're watching make sure you hit that youtube subscribe button as well we did it, babe. We we got through the episodes. Yep. Now we just got to get through this Chicago blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I will see you back here on LesCast for our recap of episode seven. And I'll talk to you later. Bye.